0: Hello, friends, and welcome to a new feature of the In Awe podcast, which is a short dose meant to inspire awe each week. Between releases of incredible stories of women who leave us awe-inspired, these are meant to jolt you with some energy and a boost to inspire you to maybe look around and exercise a signature strength or a character strength to appreciate the beauty in the world. Welcome, and I am excited to share these moments of awe from my week with you. (music) On my morning run, a memory surfaced from conversations I once had with a mentor of mine. After sharing a bit about my leadership journey yesterday with a class that Jessica Johnson's teaching, my mind has been churning over those days and the gift of a career of school leadership experience outside of the idol of a title. Though the time period of leading as a teacher leader is now a dash on my resume, there's so much rich experience there with years of wisdom gained before my nameplate told the world I was a school leader. From that time period, I was gifted with some of the best mentors and sponsors of my life. They helped mold and shape me, believed in my ability to lead regardless of my age, and shared abundantly their insights in an effort to reveal what might be lying in wait beyond the veil once I was behind the desk, so to speak. Honestly, as I type this, I feel real emotion considering the gift that they were to me and what a wonderful legacy each of them has lived and many continue to live. I know that I've been grateful, sent them messages throughout the years to express my heart in relation to what they've done for me, and because this is all fresh again with my awe-inspiring moment— I will most certainly be sure to reach out but this post today is for one of those mentors because his wisdom was regifted to me this morning and i know it is my mission today to share him with you i first met ron berg at cisa 11 in an undetermined year to be honest one of my leadership roles at the tiny school in which i served had me attending curriculum coordinator meetings where i learned a great deal about best practices alongside some of the brightest and dedicated educators in our area ron was one of those I'd like to think that I spent a lot of time listening to the sages in my presence at that time, but I honestly don't know. As an extrovert who loved learning, I bet I talked too much. And I was in the weeds as a new teacher juggling coursework for grades 6-12 on a cart, planning from a tiny office, uh, co-writing a grant for a $100,000 comprehensive school reform, and then implementing that grant as both a full-time classroom teacher and then the school improvement facilitator in the fringe hours. In those years, I had no children to distract me from the passions of my job, and I spent a hefty amount of time investing in those roles, in addition to student council advisor, planning a trip for teens to England with all the glories of fundraising, and completing my master's degree to become a licensed principal. Life was full. And Ron could see my passion. He could see my heart. I'm speaking for him, but I think he could see himself in me a bit. My connection with Ron got deeper in 2009 when we worked together to facilitate a course on designing instruction and assessments for technical college instructors, as well as K-12 teachers. I had experienced the course the year before when his obligation was my opportunity and I was asked to lead in his place in 2008. But the second year we got to lead it together and what an experience for me. At lunch, Ron and I would talk about standards-based learning at the secondary level and how his district had been working hard to implement starting at the elementary and working their way up. They were doing it right long ago, friends. He would share brain-based research with me, and we would throw around Wiggins, Stiggins, McTighe, and Marzano. I had completed my principal license two years prior, and our intellectual and pedagogical discussions pressed me. It was a genuine honor to facilitate deep discussion, assessment, and learning with a crew of educators alongside Ron, and that experience grew my thinking, my leadership. I could geek out with Ron for hours if allowed. But that's just it. Time doesn't really allow, unless we are intentional. And it wasn't the academic conversations that surfaced as a gift for me today that my heart overwhelmed with awe about it was the wisdom and advice couched within the little moments that shot through the fog of my memory today i recall vividly the vulnerable conversation we had at lunch on one of those days even remembering the wistful way he looked off a bit i can feel my chest tighten at the memorable beauty of the breeze through the trees when i heard his voice catch as he said sarah don't make the same mistakes that i did this after he shared with me how he and his wife of decades had divorced despite still loving one another, how he had spent a lifetime in his passions as a music teacher and a building administrator and then as a curriculum director thinking all the while that he had been showing her love in meaningful ways through his acts of service by way of taking care of their family financially. The revelation was that he realized after learning about the five languages of love later on in their marriage that what she wanted was quality time, and that he hadn't known how, or that he should have done that. He was adamant that as a new mom with a husband of not quite a decade, that I learn about this now. And so I bought the book that summer, took the inventory, read it cover to cover, and still made similar mistakes, to be honest. After 16 years working on it, reading the text through the lens of my daughter's love languages, and seeing how it applied to school leadership can be impactful. Until now, I had forgotten where the seed for learning about this had been deeply rooted. And I honor Ron for gifting me with this wisdom so long ago. We met again that following year after the class, and I had been interviewing for principal jobs and still not getting anyone to take a chance on me. He shared he was retiring and that I should look at his job. He would give me resources, binders of them, books upon books of information. Ron was such a coach to me. I honestly don't even remember if I applied for that job, but that district was long a dream job of mine because of Ron. We met at a restaurant for a meal only one time after that 2009 summer, after promising ourselves to stay in touch. He shared with me his fears of retirement. At the age of 63, all he had known was working, leading, serving, learning. To use his terms, he was nervous and excited about what was beyond the curtain. We communicated briefly here and there over the course of a few months after his retirement, him referencing coming to my hometown for chocolate fest, which I didn't even know existed, and a promise to connect when he was in town, but it never happened. What Ron and I didn't know at our last meeting was what lay beyond that curtain he referenced was a cancer diagnosis. One I didn't even know about until months after he'd been struggling and I'd heard about it at a meeting. In April, 2011, I interviewed for a principal job and it was the closest I had come to getting a position. I could feel it that night. And I was afraid. It was a K-12 position in a town of 45 minutes from my home. I had a toddler turning two that month and a baby on the way that I was afraid to reveal, mostly because we had already lost two babies. And also, I wondered, could I accept a huge job like that and have a baby in October of the year? No way. But I didn't get that job. It did feed my passion once again to keep refining my leadership. I needed advice and mentorship. So I called Ron. And a woman answered his phone. His daughter. Ron had passed away that morning. My heart burst open with sadness reliving that moment, but there are so many lessons when I think of it. And know that is why I was to share the experience again. I did have our second daughter that fall. And with the rush of life, the pace of raising two daughters, working full-time and striving, I somehow forgot Ron's advice, his wisdom, honestly his life message for far too long. In the fall of 2012, I did, more, I did move into the district who had not hired me for the K-12 position, but they opened it back to a two-principal structure, and I took the elementary job, bringing with me all the passion that a person who's been reaching and striving for a lifelong goal contains. Fast forward through six years of titled, leadership experience full of trials, triumphs, life gains and losses, beautiful moments all sewn together into the timeline of now. And God's gift to me this morning was the reminder of my friend Ron, how he had been placed in my life then— and how his memory surfaced now. As I sit on the cusp of a new school year with a bit of uncertainty once again in terms of what the upcoming year will bring, I'm blessed with the reinforcement of what a year of interrupting the disruption has meant for me, for my marriage, for our children, for my leadership and influence in new spaces. None of us know what is beyond that curtain, but we can be intentional about what is in front of us and live now the way we want to be remembered. I remember Ron's laugh, his smile, his incredible intellect, his love for his children, music, service to school, to church, to educators, his faith. I remember his love of learning, of chocolate, his strong stature. I sit here in awe of the fact that he would pour energies and belief into building my leadership through absolutely no gain of his own. How an unlikely friendship of a man in his 60s and a young woman in her 20s could yield wisdom, influence and a re-gift to anyone hearing this message today. I remember Ron learned to give quality time to others. And may we all be so willing to learn, live and love in such ways that our light will pop back up in a legacy long after we're gone. And I challenge you, listener, to reach out to the mentors in your own life and thank them for the simple and complex ways in which they've influenced you. And be more like Ron. Mentor someone along the way. The wisdom you share may impact them now or nearly a decade from now. You may never even know where the mission in your message lands. Timing matters little in the scheme of our lives, and our lives are meant to be legacies lived. What will yours be? I know much about mine and am honored to share with you today a bit of awe from Ron's. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Listener, checking out this Jolt episode. Hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another. Show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Inspiring Moments. This one's going to be short and sweet. So I was reading my devotional this morning, and it was all about how When you listen and you replace uh, whatever your heart is trying to be filled with with the direction from the Holy Spirit you can push yourself Um, and in the devotional this morning it was really about how the individual when she started running she the highest she'd gone is three miles and one day she listened and she was pushed to 8.6 and i was shocked by this because this is something that i had experienced before i started reading devotionals and just kind of growing myself uh, spiritually and physically and emotionally in my own running journey And so that was kind of a surprise moment for me. And then I thought, I'm going to get out there and I am going to be inspired and I'm going to run seven miles today, whatever, wherever he's calling me, I'm going to do this. And so my inspiring moment came in this. It is the 4th of July today. We had a wonderful celebration yesterday in our small hometown. My husband and I actually got the girls up on the roof and watched the fireworks from there. And then we ran around the yard chasing fireflies and it was just a really beautiful Moment for my daughters, and I hope that uh, we just created one of those special moments that you know we talk about the power of moments in that wonderful book. But I just wanted to share today that instead of getting out there and doing seven, I wanted to. My body, my spirit, everything wanted to just run, 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 far and enjoy and rack up those miles today. It was just gorgeous. But instead, I encountered two things. One is that there is a man in our town that I have encountered a few times in this last year, uh, running a little bit later mornings like this. And he was clapping for me and cheering me on. In it. And any other day I might've just let that one pass by and smiled, good morning. But instead he was a reminder to me today. Uh, see, he is a man who has been married twice and he has lost two wives to cancer. How do I know that? Because last time we stopped and talked, and I know that he walks every day for his health, and I also know that he has a healthy respect for runners because he has been a part of the race for the cure, and we have that connection. So there was that. He was a reminder about the pace of life. And then I heard just this strong conviction in my heart to say, turn around and go home. Be with your family. Today is a day of rest. And I (laughs) struggle with that with my run because... As I told you, I wanted to get out there and and go along and just enjoy my time being outside. But instead, the awe-inspiring moment was to remember that we need to slow down, that we need to value the people in our lives while they're here and spend time. So I turned right back around, and though I wanted to round it out to two miles, to four miles, to whatever, I stopped at 1.42. And for me, that's hard, but I did it because I was directed today as a day of rest. And I know that you needed to hear this. I know that there are listeners out there that just need to hear that it's time to set everything else aside. Even if you feel passionate and you're trying to grow yourself and become and whatever, we need to look around us at the people in our immediate purview and enjoy them while we have them and cheer one another on to do that. So I hope that you got some inspiration from this moment because I know you needed to hear it, some of you out there. And please share yours at hashtag inauthorize. Have a wonderful, restful holiday weekend.